Welcome to Builder Funnel Radio. Here you'll learn about how to grow your home building, remodeling, or contracting business. If you're not growing, you're moving backward. So we want you to always be in growth mode. This podcast has really turned into a movement and community of people who want to grow personally and professionally. Here we bring you some of the best marketing, sales, and business minds in the industry so you can elevate your business. All right, let's dive into the show. Hey guys, did you know that 72% of client unhappiness is directly attributed to a lack of communication during projects? The team over at BuildBook has solved that problem once and for all with a tool that keeps all the conversations and decisions between you, your team, and your clients in one place. Their simple, powerful app helps you create daily logs, schedule and manage your client tasks, keep track of selections, process change orders, and so much more. I met the BuildBook team in Vegas at IBS earlier this year, where they were chosen as a finalist for the most innovative construction tool of 2020, which is saying a lot considering how many tools are actually out there. If you're looking to remove the stress from your projects, make your clients happier, and increase your profits, they're offering a special deal to all Builder Funnel Radio listeners. Hit pause right now and text BuildBook to 33777 for a free trial of the software plus 45% off the first year. There's absolutely no risk to try it. So go ahead and hit pause and text BUILDBOOK to 33777 to take advantage of the trial and score the 45% off. This deal isn't available anywhere else. So I recommend at least trying out the software. All right, let's dive into today's show. Hey guys, welcome back to Builder Funnel Radio and another edition of the Growth Series. This is episode 96 And today I'm going to dive into some um, business action steps as we navigate through COVID-19 and just thinking about this whole scenario. We we didn't anticipate it. Um, Nobody probably predicted this uh, unless you dive into some rabbit holes uh, on on the internet. Then actually some people said said that actually um, people have planned a lot of this and you can can go down some uh, interesting paths and uh, thought processes. But all that being said, I don't think most of us were really uh, thinking that something like this would happen. And it just got me thinking about generally recessions or difficult uh, financial times and different scenarios like this that you will run into, you know, in your business over the course of if you're operating for, you know, 7, 10, 15, 20 years or more, you're going to see uh, these challenges, whatever they look like, and oftentimes, you know, financially related. And so, uh, there are a few things that that I want to go through today. Some of them are more specifically related to the current environment in terms of virtual aspects and how you can start, um, quote unquote, recession proofing some of these different elements of your business, but especially in the marketing and sales world. Um, but first, just want to start out with that, you know, having a emergency fund, you know, I think is a huge thing. A lot of times you see that in the personal finance world where the gurus and thought leaders will talk about building up three months savings, you know, three months living expenses or six months, or sometimes people say 12 months, whatever that number is critical to have that in your business as well. So uh, three months operating, if you can get it to six months operating uh, expenses or beyond, then something like COVID-19 happens and you're not sweating bullets as much 
as you would be uh, if you're basically just going, you know, uh, check to check and payroll to payroll and, and just scrambling. So I think establishing that emergency fund uh, of cash that you have set aside that you're not touching, you're not using that, and it is there for emergencies uh, is huge. You know, that allows you to weather the storm and feel a lot more comfortable going into a situation like, situation like this because it's stressful enough. And so if you have that cushion, um, that's huge. So that's uh, the first thing. But the next thing I wanted to talk about is really recession-proofing your marketing. Now, it's been really interesting to watch from, uh, from our vantage point because we work with dozens of companies all over the country in different markets, and we have access to a lot of that data in terms of traffic to their websites, leads coming off the website, those types of metrics. And what we've seen is that SEO looks like it is fairly recession-proof. And we've seen several clients hit all-time highs for traffic and for leads through the website in April or in May. Now, March was definitely a dip, and we saw that across the board, especially the second half of March. I think everybody just kind of froze across all industries. They're like, what's going on? You know, everyone was kind of shifting to quarantine mode, but then people started to normalize to that situation or adjust and get kind of get used to what was going on. And so then we saw kind of a, a pick back up in activity. But for all the people that had been investing in content and search engine optimization and getting their websites to show up in Google, it really it's kind of surprised me. I didn't expect it. I mean, I know that that style of marketing won't really go out of style because it's education-based. You're helping your prospects. You're getting in front of them. You're building more attention. You're building more trust. But it was fascinating to see the data kind of play out behind that. So I think if you haven't adopted content marketing and SEO and working that into your strategy, regardless of what else you're doing, uh, just from our vantage point, we saw that that really was a powerful tool and it allowed um, our clients to maintain those lead levels, you know, going into April and May. And many of them, like I said, have seen all time highs, you know, new records. And I'm, I'm not quite sure why I have some, some guesses. Um, one of those just being that everybody is using Google to search. And then obviously we, we all went, uh, went home. And so we're on the internet even more. And so people are doing more searches. They're looking into things that they want to do. Um, and they're relying on that channel even more heavily than maybe considering talking to a friend or a family member. And, and that's how you might pick up a normal referral or kind of get that word of mouth going. But uh, with everybody just being at home, they just uh, kind of doubled down on searching. Not that that wasn't happening a lot before, but I think that just became the ultimate default for maybe some people that wouldn't have taken that path initially. And so that was really interesting to watch. I think the other piece around um, recession-proofing your marketing is having multiple options for physical events. And obviously this is super specific to the situation we've been in the last few months. Uh, but if you always did um, home shows or, you know, those types of events, or if you always did open houses or you did uh, remodeled home tours or you did seminars, how can you just digitize those same things? Because people are still looking for 
what the point of those things were, which is, hey, if it was a seminar, they're looking for education. Do a webinar. It's the same thing. It's just over the internet. And so you can still take those components, quickly adapt and have that plan B, but you may find that those actually are easier to pull off. They require less time to set up um, and you can do them more frequently. So maybe doing, you know, four seminars a year, maybe you can do a webinar every month now and you can actually get more output for less, uh, less time and effort on your end. So uh, I think digitizing those physical events um, or having a digital component, even if you're going to continue to do the physical event now that we're a little bit deeper into, um, you know, going back to work and things uh, opening up a little bit more, how can you add a digital component that gives you kind of the best of both worlds? People that want to be there in person can, but then the people that are short on time or don't want to commit to that or just don't feel comfortable yet, they can access that same type of experience uh, digitally. And I think you can do that with uh, open houses. You can uh, live stream, you can walk through, you can tour, you can talk about what you did. Um, so there's lots of different ways to do that. But I, And I won't get into specifics for today because what I really want you to start thinking about is what are all the things I did for marketing that were in-person or physical events that you can digitize, add, add that component to it from a marketing perspective. And you might find that it's actually easier, faster, cheaper, uh, and just as effective, if not more effective, because you have a wider reach, it requires less, uh, I guess, inertia from the prospect. They don't have to go anywhere. They can just do that from their iPad, their laptop, their computer, uh, and, and from the comfort of their home. So uh, as, as you move forward, and you think about your business and think about the situation globally over the next several years, thinking about how you can convert things to digital and have that digital component so you, again, can make sure that you're controlling as much as you can control when it comes to marketing and engaging your prospects. Um, you can also do virtual private tours and some cool stuff like that, but yeah, we won't get into the weeds on, on all the specifics today. If you've followed Builder Funnel for even a little bit, you know we're huge believers in the inbound marketing methodology. One of the most important phases is the client delight phase. By delighting customers, you turn them into promoters of your business and your brand. The only way to get people to go out of their way to sing your praises is to wow them throughout the process. This is something the guys over at BuildBook are helping you do. Better communication leads to better outcomes. And that means communication at every level daily logs, client selections, punch lists, and change orders. Today, that communication gets super fragmented between email, text, and phone calls, and inevitably, things fall through the cracks. With BuildBook, everything funnels through one simple app, keeping everyone on the same page and your clients filled with delight. No more digging through texts or random emails looking for client approvals. Just one place to see everything going on with a project. And as a reminder, they're offering a special deal to all Builder Funnel Radio listeners. Hit pause right now and text BUILDBOOK to 33777 for a free trial of the software plus 45% off the first year. All right, let's get back to the show. Um, the other thing is recession-proofing your sales. So again, everybody's been talking about selling over video and probably you're, you're annoyed, you know, hearing those messages by now. So I won't hammer uh, that home. But I think the key takeaway is, again, 
thinking about the environment we're in, thinking about the way you did things before, how do you just convert that to digital? And so that's why people are talking about video sales because it's obviously a way to keep the momentum going. Um, but we've been video selling for about eight years now here at Builder Funnel. And I can tell you, um, you can still sign big deals. You can sign uh, clients over video without ever meeting them in person. Now that may look differently in the, the construction space. You're still going to meet them in person. You're going to uh, do, do the work um, you know, with them or alongside them, or they're going to be able to watch and you're going to be in their home. And so that part of it is different, but you can go through uh, almost every stage virtually and you can build trust, you can build rapport, you can build credibility and, uh, and you can do that all through video. And so I think, you know, what's been really valuable to us and just thinking about that is what are you going to show on the screen? You know, so having that component where you're not showing anything is great. You have kind of full screen on the person, you can connect with them, you can build some rapport but then having a presentation component so that people can see, they can see something. Um, and so again, it, it all just goes back to what were you walking through uh, with this person when you were sitting at their table? Maybe it was some brochures, maybe it was some material. Um, how can you digitize it? How can you turn that into a quick PowerPoint um, or some type of screen share where you're gonna pull up maybe a few projects on your website and talk through how you solve some challenges for some previous clients? So again, just thinking through, what do I want to demonstrate? How does this look on the other side, you know, for somebody that's meeting me, talking to me and interacting with me over video? And you can make it super dynamic and a lot more interactive in some ways, having that digital component. Um, the other piece is, is just templatizing follow-up and coming up with that follow-up material. So you know, you're meet, you can meet more people digitally. You can actually increase your sales output because you have no uh, drive time or a lot less drive time. And so uh, automating kind of the follow-up and uh, the material that you use to stay in touch with this person, it's a good time to be developing that content um, and being able to provide them with resources. Now, again, this is something that we've been talking about for a long time. I think it's just forcing this to kind of rise to the top right now where you're thinking about, okay, how do I build these relationships? How do I build trust and credibility and you can do that through video, but then you can also do it through your follow-up. All right, now the final section, we kind of talked about recession-proofing your marketing, recession-proofing your sales, but I think the other opportunity is trying to think about how can you recession-proof your service offering? And so a couple of things that come to mind are just around, hey, are there services you can offer that uh, you know maybe require less involvement or less touch points with the customer? Um, or maybe it's just making sure you're adding the right safety precautions and safety procedures into your service. But I think just taking this time to reevaluate how you deliver the work and how you deliver the service, how can you look at all those touch points and say, how do I make the customer feel more safe, more comfortable? How do I eliminate some of those touch points potentially? Um, and, and I think those will serve you well as you think about um, serving the market. You're going to have a mix of people that are at varying comfort levels with everything. And so if you're, you're kind of playing to the lowest common denominator, then you're going to start to set yourself apart. Um, the other thing that I was thinking about too, which is, you know, this is a very project-based business. So again, if you're doing 2 million in sales and you want to do 2 million again next year, you got to go resell the 2 million. Um, 
I like the you know idea of maybe trying to figure out some sort of subscription model that you could build into your business. Maybe and maybe only offer it for customers, people that you've done work for, but then maybe you offer them a um, home maintenance subscription plan and they can pay you a monthly fee or a quarterly fee and you come out three or four times a year and you go through and you um, change out, you know, furnace filter and light bulbs and do some handyman type work and clean up some things and they can send you a list in advance and, and maybe some things are included with the fee, but then some things are, you know, outside of that. And so they would need to, to pay for uh, time and materials or however you want to price it out. But then you could kind of build this subscription base of past customers that lean on you. They talk about you to friends and, and it does help that, that word of mouth. But now you've got kind of this base level of revenue that's coming in that's more predictable. People have subscribed, they've committed to maybe an annual contract, um, and then they renew. And so um, anyway, that, that's just an idea I've had. I've thought about it over the last several years um, just because I think the recurring business model is, is a great one from a business standpoint. And so um, just thinking about all the COVID-19 stuff and thinking about what we've gone through the last few months, just was looking at all elements of the business. Like how can you make this, you know, ironclad, just like recession proof, all the different elements. So from marketing to sales to service. And so just throwing out some ideas, hopefully that'll uh, spur some more on your guys' end. But yeah, these are some things that that I've been thinking about uh, for the, the future of our business and what we want to do. And I'm hoping that a lot of these ideas will help you guys as well. So um, just in summary, you know, building that, um, that emergency fund, that was something that, that made us super confident going into all this is having that in place, made us feel a lot more at ease. And then we could just focus on how to move forward and you weren't just in survival mode. And then recession-proofing marketing, looking for those, those avenues that can provide you a stable, steady lead flow. Um, and you're not necessarily reliant on uh, you know, hope and luck. And then just having a plan for digitizing things. And then recession-proofing sales, learning to sell over video, really mastering that. And then getting creative on the service side, like how could you add some diversity to your revenue streams, uh, the types of projects that you do. Maybe you have, um, you know, when things are super busy, you're super strict on the projects that you take in. But maybe when things are tough, you get into handyman and you do some things that maybe you wouldn't when you're super busy. But having those options and that flexibility, I think, uh, sets you up for success. And uh, and then I like the subscription model if you can figure out a way to to weave that in. So hopefully these ideas help and uh, appreciate you guys listening definitely send me some feedback if you have thoughts or ideas on these things as well. Um, radio at builderfunnel.com or find me over on Instagram, send me a DM and I'd love to hear from you. Thanks again for listening guys. We'll see you next week on Builder Funnel Radio. Thanks again for listening everybody. And as a quick reminder, text radio to 33777 for some free goodies as a thank you for listening to the show. And if you got some value from today's episode, I just ask that you leave us a quick review on iTunes. It really helps us spread the word and grow this awesome community of people who are working to improve their lives and their businesses. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Builder Funnel Radio.